Hey, welcome back to the show. We're joined by contributor Jerry Mayer Judson. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the pagan origins of Halloween. Oh, yes, let's talk are. about uh, the other origins, which we were talking about firecrackers, <laughs> yeah. uh, fireworks. Uh, during the newscast, uh, Kareem Gouda mm-hmm. was uh, talking about, uh, I guess, the police, the yearly warning. Yes. Uh, please behave yourself uh, and the impact it can have on animals as yeah. well. But we, we've mentioned many times you're originally from Calgary. Yes. So this is a regular thing in Vancouver. And this surprises you? Okay, listen. The first year that I moved here, I had no idea that people in British Columbia set off fireworks at Halloween and that there are teenagers throwing them at each other and fireworks are a massive part of the end of October. No idea in August 2020 when I moved here. So the whole month of 2020, and that's before they rolled back the firework, or sorry, rolled forward the yeah. firework bylaws in October of, wow. I think, 2021. So truly, it's a free-for-all. I was so confused. I was like a beagle in my apartment being like, where? Why? Why are there fireworks everywhere? What is happening? happening are there guns no <laughs> it was just people in british columbia uh setting off fireworks for halloween you don't you, did, you folks don't do this in Calgary? not even slightly but i just not it's not been a thing fireworks are not a winter thing in alberta ever yeah, okay. and i thought about it just now and i put two and two together and i was like well it's too cold to really run around so maybe that's it. <laughs> there's I, snow right now so you know what you know what else we call fireworks in, in halloween what practice practice yes because then we got uh, members of the south asian community who support uh, diwali, diwali yeah right and then of, of course this is Lunar New Year for Chinese yes. community, right? And the Chinese. Like that expect- makes sense to me. At least Diwali, there's a reason. Chinese New Year, there's a Lunar New Year, there's a reason. But not just on oh. Halloween. They're oh. nothing spooky about fireworks. Oh, they, they're all over the place. They're not good for animals. And, and it's everywhere. I mean, to Austin last year, we had kids firing them at police. Jeepers so, creepers. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> some other. But those, so that's that's a regional tradition. But uh, Yes, it is. Well, let's we, focus on the, the global the traditions. Global the, tradition of Halloween. Exactly. So <laughs> I did. I was curious. We did, we, we've triggered trip trick-or-treated my whole life trick-or-treating has been part of the cultural zeitgeist for a really long time in the west so i got to chat with dr sabina malioko she's an anthropology professor at ubc and the chair of the program in the study of religion and she explained to me the human history of halloween if you look at the roots of halloween many cultures especially in northern europe celebrated that transition from fall to winter right between the fall equinox and the winter solstice and for the people of ireland they celebrated basically moving the cows back from the summer pastures um, moving them into the winter pastures where they would be safer safer from the storms and they often passed them through bonfires to protect them from spirits that were abroad, that were thought to be abroad this time of year, because this was uh, thought to be a time when the spirits of the dead were active. You know, this is a time of year when the harvest is definitively over and when winter really is around the corner. And so I think it was natural that our ancestors' thoughts turned to endings and to the return of the dead, the dead coming back for a period of time. Yeah, the baser part of my brain as opposed to like, of course, things are getting cold and scary and dark. Naturally, it's the ending. The harvest is over. Okay. Exactly. But modern Halloween with trick-or-treating is really, that is a pretty recent phenomenon. That really dates to about the middle of the 20th century. Now, by the time that settler colonials were moving to Canada, this time of year, there was also 
an element of mischief associated with this time of year. So that because of those older beliefs about the souls of the dead being around, there were a couple of practices which are precursors to some of them, what we see get institutionalized in a different way in 20th century Halloween. One of them was the practice of souling. Bands of young people would go door to door and they begged for cakes for the souls of the dead and in some cases pretended to be souls of the dead so that they could receive a cake. It was considered bad luck to refuse something for the souls of the dead. The other practice was was just mischief making. So just as there were bands of young people who went door to door souling, there were also bands of young people who would play tricks on people during these nights. Things like tipping over outhouses or putting a bunch of dung in a burlap bag and setting it on fire outside your door and then knocking on your no door. No way. Way, way, <laughs> right? Stringing up a rope across a road so that a wagon that was going down the road, you know, the rope would kind of knock the driver off the wagon and then the horses or the oxen that pulled the wagon would just kind of run free. Some of these pranks were really malicious. And when settler colonials came to the New World, came to Canada, in the new cities, the industrializing cities of Canada and of the United States, these pranks took on a really sinister quality. People would set buildings on fire. Entire blocks were destroyed by fire. And this was the situation in the early 20th century. So by the mid-20th century, city authorities really wanted to control this behavior. So trick-or-treat was instituted as a way to control this mischievous and often harmful behavior in that young people were encouraged to go door-to-door and demand a treat in exchange for not tricking the homeowner. And of course, the candy companies got into it big time, and that's how we came to have the modern idea of trick-or-treat. Oh my goodness, that is fascinating. I had no idea that it was sort of to control the youth. Halloween has always been part of a liminal time in our calendar where All of our skeletons literally come out of the closet. You have behavior that isn't tolerated at other times of year, which is suddenly okay, or at least the authorities kind of wink at it instead of putting people in jail. Mm -hmm. You have expression of symbolic ideas around death and the dead, which normally are really kept under wraps in our society. And then suddenly, you know, on October 1st, there's skeletons and ghouls and decomposing things and, you know, really (laughs) gross things everywhere. People put them on their houses. Uh, You have kids being able to go up to strangers and demand candy. So it's really an upside-down time of the year when things that are otherwise not permitted are for a short period of time allowed and celebrated. One other thing that I'm curious about is this thing that we do on Halloween as people where we seek out being scared. Do you have any insight on on that sort of phenomenon and why we might do that? Yes, a controlled kind of fear lets us feel that we are in charge of it, right? So it's one thing to actually be terrified of something. It's a different thing if you know that the situation is under control, you're not actually in fear of your life. And that's what we find in things like haunted houses, right? Which are filled with these tableau that act out scary scenes. And you go through one of those and you know it's fake, but it allows you to feel fear in a very controlled set of circumstances. And so you can, in a sense, laugh at your own fears. You have control over the situation. It's interesting um, with uh, the doctor's comments there that, you know, there's a whole rich history Yes. Of 
why we've gotten to where we have in regards to Halloween, mm-hmm. but it's become such a retail event at the same time now that it that I, I think that there's a richness there in story, right? And you lose something with it being so retail. I love kids going out and getting candy. That's all well and good, mm. but it's just a retail side that sometimes you kind of shake your head. Yeah, it gets it gets uh, industrialized and then institutionalized, and then you kind of lose the groovy thing that we all disconnect yeah. on our primal level of this is the end of a season. It's going to get bleak. We all feel weird and. Uh, but at least there's little tiny chocolate bars that are very expensive that we can indulge ourselves in. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. That's our Jerry Mayor Judson.